Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dolph on the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember... Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Colin. And this is where we talk all things Star Wars. And I'd just like to give a very special thank you to Mr. Park and Mr. Pace on our introduction today for today's show. They were so gracious to record intros for the podcast. I was finally able to edit them and upload them here. So thank you so much. If you have the opportunity to meet Ray Park and Dominic Pace, do it. They're awesome with the fans. They will have full-blown conversations with you. And they are Star Wars fans, just like you and me. So yeah. definitely check them out when they head uh, to your closest city. I have not met I have not met uh Dominic Pace yet, but I did meet Ray Park at uh at Detroit Comic Con a couple of years back and that was pretty cool. And and he and he loves to do the the Darth Maul flip like all the time. Like he loves showing off his moves because he's he he's so good at it, so I don't blame him. Yeah. But I remember that being an awesome experience. So like David said, if you get the chance totally go out and uh and and see him and 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 i heard dominic pace is is it's really cool too so yeah he traveled the country again he did it last year and he did it this year as well and i was able to uh troop at uh the dragon's lair in san antonio texas where he showed up and he signed autographs and yeah we uh we talked a whole bunch and uh i was able to uh contribute uh to his cause and and Ray Park is is just great with the fans. He he was in like a golf cart, I think, when me and you met at 2017 celebration in Orlando. He drove by and everyone waited in line, just like cheered and just kind of waved and he went to wherever he was going. But yeah, he definitely spends a lot of time with fans talking about Star Wars and just kind of bends over backwards to give you the ultimate ray park darth maul snake eyes experience and yeah it's, uh, it's 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 really really cool so um the uh w- w- when you went and saw him did uh you talk to him about the new snake eyes movie just out of curiosity because i was wondering what he thought about that no i didn't i'm not a huge when i was a little kid i loved the gi joe cartoon i mean loved it absolutely loved it i love snake yeah. eyes storm shadow uh cobra commander destro I loved them all, man. And um, it was weird because that cartoon never really went into syndication. So we never saw it like getting older. I only saw it as a little kid. And I believe it was on the USA Network. That's that's my memory of it. But uh, oh, okay. then, of course, um, I don't know what studio got a hold of it. And it started like Channing Tatum and eventually The Rock and 
all that it was and, paramount yeah, yeah and, and i didn't i didn't really kind of get into it um yeah and the way in the brothers i think were in it. yeah um, i like i i mean i could never really get into gi joe like i mean because of i think they they like saw the um like how great the transformers did they were like oh hey well then we can just bring other old, old cartoons back and then so yeah, there yeah. was a rumor back in the day that the Transformers and G.I. Joe were going to merge. They are trying franchise. to do that with yeah. Fast and Furious and Jurassic right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they're both universal, so. Yeah, yeah. But anyways. Um, Come back to Star Wars. <laughs> back to Star Wars. First shred of news. So the first shred of news we have is uh, Tamir Morrison did an interview and like all interviews, he kind of talked about a couple of interesting things here. So with the Daily Express, Morrison said, John Farrow has come up with some magical formulas. We've got some great directors on board. Robert Rodriguez, Favreau, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Dave Filoni. It's just a new world. It's a new world. They like to keep the Star Wars stuff under lock and key, even though he's talking about it. But yeah, he's obviously talking about the book of Boba Fett. And he was asked if he'd go into the further details on the series. And then he said, can't share much, but Tamir Morrison said, we've got to look at the timeline. We've got to look at where Boba has been. We got to keep the fans happy. I love the fact that he mentions that we got to keep the fans happy because to me, it's all about the fans. Boba Fett is a huge legacy character that we're super hyped to see backstory flashbacks how he got out yeah. of the Sarlacc pit i mean there's so much there and brendan wayne I... did a podcast where he did talk about how it's going to be grittier and getting grittier than the mandalorian that's something right up my alley because i thought the mandalorian was maybe as gritty as they were going to get but Boba Fett straight up shooting Bib Fortuna in the stomach. I mean, that yeah. was that was pretty hardcore for Star Wars. Well, I well, I like I I mean, that's true from a certain point of view because of if you remember in the Clone Wars, th- there's a scene where I talk about a lot because like you know people used to say, you know, the Clone Wars is a is a kids show, and then Savage Press like decapitates like seven people at the same time. And you're just like, whoa. So, like, I was kind of expecting something like this to happen. Uh, um, uh, because of now we're getting to what a lot of people always wanted was to see more of the underworld in Star Wars. And we're going to see that in the Book of Boba Fett. And that's pretty exciting stuff. Um, uh, that, uh, uh, that like fight scene, uh, where we actually see him get the armor back and everything. That yeah. was gruesome, and 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 uh, and it really showed you, you know, how much rage that um, that Boba Fett can really muster in battle. So I'm really excited to see uh, him and and in his own show and in his own environment. And we are are going to see faces that we saw, you know, for a brief second of live action in 1980. You know, Bosk, IG88. You know, all, all these bounty hunters. Like this, this, this is going to be like allegedly. The- <laughs> well, I know, but I, I uh, yeah, but I'm 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 just excited to see, um, uh, you know, all of these elements into the show because of really to us, Bubba Fett was so cool, but honestly, he's very very overrated, um, because of 
You he think got, he's still overrated after episode seven? Not anymore. Two. Not anymore. He was overrated because, you know, he was built up to be this great bounty hunter. Uh, and um, and he was trying to follow in his father's footsteps and everything. And people were like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's it's and I mean, at the time, you know, we like didn't really know much about the Mandalorian people. But now that we do and we're like, oh, like, you know, he's like, eh, like compared to a, a lot of the other Mandos. But then, uh, uh, but then you know he gets stabbed in the back of his jetpack, and then he you know slams into the sail barge and rolls into the Sarlacc pit, and you're just like, all right, that's it. He 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 got defeated by a blind guy by accident. I yeah, mean, I mean it was pure luck. I mean, it was yeah, pure luck. yeah. I I mean, I mean, but at the same time, like to me as a kid, I was like. All right, who's next? Like I I was kind of disappointed because of he was really built up to be this like awesome bounty hunter. But now like I mean um not comparing him to Aquaman, but I mean <laughs> um uh but I do remember uh like before the Aquaman movie came out with Jason Momoa, people were like, "Oh man, like Aquaman's like the like the dumbest like superhero of all time and then the movie came out and people were like man you know he made it pretty cool and that's exactly billion dollar what, movie yeah and 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 that's exactly what uh, mara morrison is doing with this character like i mean like he is making the character cool again and i can't wait to see all the flashback stuff hopefully we i mean i feel like they have to at this point to actually see him escape the starlight pit because that's something people have been wanting to see for a while because if i remember there was like a list as soon as disney got the rest of lucasfilm and they were saying hey we are about to make more star wars films i remember you know a list that some of the top things were a show or a movie about obi-wan kenobi and about the aftermath of revenge of the sith and boba fett surviving the sarlacc pit and now we're getting both of those like how crazy is that i cannot wait to see um what's going to happen in the show um because of these like characters are so phenomenal and uh and something i've noticed which is like you know starting to kind of be a pattern is with the cartoons like the bad batch and the clone wars and stuff we are seeing characters from those shows like kind of pop up in live action um uh, uh um because of in the clone wars uh we uh we saw more of we saw more of Bo-Katan and then the season two you know we got her mm-hmm. in live action and then we uh and uh and then the Mandalorian we got uh Fennec Shand and then you know she um in the Mandalorian and then she popped up in Bad Batch so I I think there's a chance that the some of the characters from Bad Batch or one of them may show up in the book of Boba Fett I think it's starting to become a pattern if that makes sense yeah, the synergy, the connectivity between the animation and the live action is awesome. And uh, Dave Filoni's behind it all. So yeah, you I have know. one guy with the plan of interconnecting all these characters and going back to stuff that has been released for years now and connecting that all to the new stuff. And we'll talk about that a little later when we talk about the Bad Batch episode. But mm-hmm. It seems like with this group of directors that Tamir Morrison talked about, Bryce Dallas Howard, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and then of course Robert Rodriguez directed. So, and we know he directed a few episodes. So that already is about five to six episodes for sure that we're getting for the book of Boba Fett. But it 
feels like the more and more information and the more that Tamir Morrison keeps talking about the Book of Boba Fett, the more it seems like it is the next season of The Mandalorian. And someone keeps on saying that it's The Mandalorian season 2.5. I keep on hearing about that. But there's there's a wild rumor that we're going to talk about at the very end of the show, if you don't want to hear about it, that kind of um, connects to that. And it's just awesome that these guys and and Bryce are back. I mean, it's they knocked out of the part with the Mandalorian, and I it has oh, yeah. my and I, I mean, get her back. I well that 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 first episode of season two of Mando felt like a movie. Like John John Favreau knows how to do that w- w- with a w- with a TV show. So this sounded like the book of Boba Fett is also going to be like his baby as well. So, you know, that first episode is going to blow everyone away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, you know, with, with Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard on board, you know, the show is going to be great. And so far with all the Star Wars shows that they've done, I, I really had no real complaint about anything. Like I, I, I mean, and not saying I'm looking for it for it to complain about something, but, um, but, but sometimes with the shows, you know, um, and and especially stuff with the sequels where you're dealing with characters that we love and enjoy. I, I remember after Last Jedi, I, I, I was very fearful because I was like, oh, my gosh, like if they keep doing this, then they might, you know, um, do like something to um, to another character if they go back. Like, I mean, I'm, because of after the way that that Luke was in Last Jedi, I, I was kind of afraid. But. Uh, but then John Favreau and Dave Filoni started doing stuff live action. I'm just like, this is great. Like, why haven't they been doing this before? Where have they been all this time? So it's well, awesome Favreau has tried. He tried to do book. He tried to do Boba yeah. Fett a long time ago. And yeah, but like you said, this is his baby. Yeah, it's hap- It's yeah. they've shot it and it's in post, and we're expecting something, a trailer, photos, something soon. Something I uh. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna take a wild guess, but how how cool would it be if we got like a trailer during the Olympics? Because there's gonna be a lot of eyes on the Olympics, so uh, I'm thinking maybe maybe a trailer for a teaser for Book of Boba Fett, and maybe a teaser for the new Spider Man. I can awesome. see that happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you know they like used to do you know trailers for movies and stuff during you know big sporting events because because mm-hmm. then that would bring more people in so i, I well the nba finals is happening right now on abc which is owned by disney so right but you never know we that. might get yeah. something maybe. possibly maybe and then maybe. visions is coming out in september so maybe something around that time period to kind of pump up visions a little bit yeah yeah i i was gonna say there is so much going on. i I love the fact that I'm, which we'll talk about Bad Batch in a bit, but I love the fact that we're pretty much getting Star Wars pretty much the entire summer, um, like yeah. every single Bad Batch uh, Friday, yeah, which is awesome. And then soon it's going to be ter- changed to Wednesdays, which I still don't know how I feel about the whole Wednesday thing, because I felt like Fridays were the days where it'd be like, oh man, you know, after work, you know, after a long day's work, I can look forward to it, and and that was all always the traditional way to do it like for for the clone wars when i was a kid you know after after school i would go in and then i would go watch yeah and watch clone wars 
In regards to that, it seems like Disney is moving away from the Friday slot because of Netflix. Because Netflix drops all their stuff on Fridays. So that's why they're moving away. Apparently, That's what the story is. Okay. All right. So, yeah, but yeah, I love all these directors. Um, everyone here is involved except for officially uh, Rick Famuyiwa. But I'm pretty sure he'll be back for season three of the Mandalorian and Taika of course is doing his movie Deborah Chow's doing Obi-Wan Kenobi and the aforementioned Filoni Favreau and Bryce and of course Kathleen Kennedy's in that picture too but yeah it's that's a great group of talent right there so the next thing that kind of happened um the Hollywood Reporter did an interview with Patty Jenkins and they asked her about uh, how the development of Rogue Squadron was going. And she had a few things to say. I'll, I'll read her quotes. She said, it's going amazing. I had been... Let me bring up a picture, actually, here. Yeah, she she was featured on that Investor Day call. And apparently what happened was that presentation that she did with uh, rollerblading up to the car, then putting the jumpsuit on and the helmet... That was actually supposed to be meant for Celebration 2020. So we were supposed to see it then yeah. and have the shock then. But Yeah, uh, I remember that investors meeting that um, that happened with all the trailers and stuff. And I just was sitting there like, man, I really wish that Celebration happened this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I, um, but I think this, this movie is going to be great. And I like how... In the interviews, she like keeps mentioning the books and the games and stuff because a lot of people think it's going to be based on the sequel trilogy, but all the books take place during the original trilogy, and that's where I want it to stay. I know a right. lot of people want it to be in the sequel trilogy, and then it will be, you know, like, you know, it'll take place after the rest of the guy at Walker, which is fine. But at the same time, if you're if you're doing something based off, you know, stuff that we love, I would love it to stick in that era. And not like just be the original title, but its own thing. I right. want it to stick in the original trilogy because of those stories were amazing, right. and uh, and the characters in those stories were amazing. So I hope that we get to. I'm I'm not you know expecting to see young Luke Skywalker again. If 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 we did, I would be blown away. But like I mean, I at the same time I I I think we will get its own original thing, but it's going to be sticking with the story. It's going to follow the blueprint um, of Star Wars. Yeah, reports are is that it's happening after the rise of Skywalker. But if you notice in that video, though, she walks directly towards an old school X-Wing from the original trilogy. So yeah. how's that going to kind of factor in? And of course, I mean, you can have older X-Wings after the rise of Skywalker because obviously yeah. we had Luke's. But yeah. yeah, I just wanted to read some of the quotes she had. Uh, she said, it's going amazing. I had been on it already for six months before I even announced that. So we're pretty deep into it. We're finishing a script, crewing up, and it's all going wonderful. I'm so excited about the story and excited that the next chapter of Star Wars, uh, which is such a responsibility and such an opportunity to really start some new things. It's really exciting in that way. So the script is being written by Matthew Robinson, whose uh, previous works were The Invention of Lying, Edge of Tomorrow, which is pretty beloved, Love and Monsters. And... She also said, Patty Jenkins, it's an entirely different way of working as far as 
um, working with Lucasfilm, doing a Star Wars project here. I'm on the phone with all of them and doing Zoom meetings with everybody involved with Star Wars all the time. I'm fairly free to, to do the story that we want to do, but you really need to know who's done what, who's doing what, where it goes and how it works, and what designs have been done before. It's a whole other way of working that I'm getting up to speed on. So she talks about being fairly free to do what she really wants to do with Rogue Squadron. And I think that's a great thing. So you just talked about it not being connected to the Skywalker saga. And we've clearly moved away from that. But what she basically said was she's she's developing her story and she's talking to the story group and everyone at Lucasfilm that knows Star Wars to simply guide her on her way to not really kind of diverge like crazily from canon. So I think that's the proper way to go with it. And I hope it is canon. I hope we get brand new characters. I hope it seems like something totally different, totally brand new, brand new villains, brand new everything, except for the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters, because I think that's what everyone's kind of anticipating. So it's right. all good stuff that she's saying. So it's going to be a little bit more hyped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, and uh, and something that we're, that they're kind of doing with... Um, with Marvel right now is uh, is w- w- which I think it's good for these franchises to do is that after um, after Rise of Skywalker, you know, they have to kind of go a different route and they have to, you know, bring new people in, but keep the old people in at the same time. And I think that is what these fi- that these new films are going to be, especially with with Rogue Squadron. Um, uh, because of it's it's not only gonna you know if it, it, it takes place in the sequel trilogy, I think one thing that it's gonna do it's gonna make people probably want to go to Galaxy's Edge more, and they'll also want to go and do the new Star Wars hotel that's coming up. Um, uh, and and I think it's gonna make those things more relevant. And if we do get Daisy really back as Ray, I would love that. That would be great. I know Ray like that was rumor like out our, there, yeah, yeah. Um, like our other co-host Ray would love that too. It's um, uh, um, because of there's always more story to tell, uh, mm-hmm. in in Star Wars, and th- that's the great thing about it is that it will never end. There are endless characters, there are endless journeys that will go forever, and uh, and this is just one way of you know of going there and. It's going to be very interesting um, to see what the actual outcome is going to be. If it's either actually going to be in the sequel trilogy or it's going to stick to um, to the original trilogy because of because of the way that she's talking, the the way that Patty's talking, it sounds like like it's going to be in the original trilogy because if she keeps mentioning all all the old like stuff that her movie's going to be based off of. Um, but then you're hearing all these rumors that's going to be in the sequel trilogy. So I'm just I'm 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 either way I'll. I'll, I'll be excited about it because of Star Wars, but I'm just I'm really hoping that we stick with the original storyline because it's it's like these like stories are phenomenal in my opinion. Yeah, and we have to wait till December 2023 to see it in theaters. Mm-hmm. So it looks like we're gonna get a novel uh, tied into the Vision series, which debuts in September. I believe September 22nd. So it'll be a few days after you're married, Colin. Yeah. So this is the cover of uh, said graphic novel. 
and the title is Ronin. And I've always thought of a type of story like this, uh, a lone samurai without a master, uh, kind of secluded, almost like Obi-Wan in a way. And it looks like they're they're doing a project like this that's tied to one of the episodes of Visions. It, and it's I believe it's episode Duel. And this is uh, straight from StarWars.com. Uh, a mysterious former Sith wanders the galaxy in this stunning Star Wars tale. An original novel inspired by the world of the Duel from the Star Wars Visions animated anthology. The Jedi are the most loyal servants of the Empire. Two decades ago, Jedi clans clashed in service to feuding lords. Sickened by this endless cycle, a sect of rebel of Jedi rebelled, seeking a uh, rebelled, seeking to control their own destiny and claim power in the service of no master. They called themselves Sith. The Sith rebellion failed, succumbing to infighting and betrayal. And the once rival lords unified to create an empire, but even an empire at peace is not free from violence. Far on the edge of the outer rim, one former Sith wanders, accompanied only by a faithful droid and the ghost of a less civilized age. He carries a lightsaber, but claims lineage to no Jedi clan and pledges allegiance to no lord. Little is known about him, including his name, for he never speaks of his past nor his regrets. His history is as guarded as the red blade of destruction he carries sheathed at his side. As the galaxy's per- perpetual cycle of violence continues to interrupt his self-imposed exile, and he is forced to duel an en- enigmatic bandit claiming the title of Sith, it becomes clear that no amount of wandering will never, will ever let him outpace the specters of his former life. So the author is Emma Miko Kandon, and it's her first journey into Star Wars. And you can go to StarWars.com, and she does like a little interview, and she talks about uh, this upcoming novel that, that's tied into Visions. So I'm super hyped. I'm going to buy this for sure. Um, I'm excited about the Star Wars anime stuff. So what's what's your opinion on Visions? Are you What's your like hype level? Are you like super anticipating it? Is it like something you're going to watch immediately as soon as it drops on Disney Plus? I am always intrigued by new Star Wars projects. One second. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, but I was never... Um, for anime, it really never piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. But... Same here. But with you do with them doing the combination of Star Wars, I think these projects are going to be amazing because of this is kind of, you know going on what i've been saying where disney needs to have like a fan like lucasfilm needs to have a fan contest and they're having like these these individual um writers coming in and just doing their own thing with star wars which is great um i don't know have they said if any of these are going to be canon none of them are going to be canon i think they're all standalone okay. they, they gave okay. all these creators free reign to do whatever story they want to tell so right they're, they're going to pull elements but it's almost going to be it feels like to me kind of a sort of eu type of like yeah. endeavor in a way i mean i mean well the way the way that they could kind of pull this i mean like kind of you know have it essential to the actual star wars timeline is where they could be like you know these are um uh these are legends from the past or something like that and it could be um 
you know, just someone kind of telling tall tales, like something in the lines of that. Because I think from the trailer, I think we did see um, a Boba Fett, like uh, in, in in one of the trailers. So I'm I'm I I, th- I think it's going to go all over the timeline. I think it's going to take place during you know probably the High Republic. You know, maybe the Clone Wars, maybe the sequel trilogy, Galactic Civil War. All of the timelines, I think, and all these will be tall tales. Well, my only worry was that you know that these would be canon. Um, uh, but but if you're thinking that they won't, then you know that I mean, because like I've got nothing against it being canon, but it's it's just gonna make it more complicated if these stories are really um just all over the place. Uh, if um uh, because of I saw some of the um concept art for some of the stuff and. And it looked like, you know, some of the real world elements kind of put into the world of Star Wars. And that's something I always did disliked, um, especially with the Ewok movies. Like, I mean, if, if like, you know, horses and, and cows and, and, and llamas and, and, and owls and stuff, which I was just like, OK, the whole point of Star Wars is to escape the real world stuff. So if you have the real world stuff into it, then you're not really escaping. So I'm hoping that we don't get any of that. But but if they're not canon, then they're not canon. So that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, I don't. These days, I think I've grown less fond of just it's got to be canon. It's got to all match because it's just going to be not possible. The further you go out into time to have everything not conflict with existing canon. I mean, it's. We saw it in this past week's episode of the Bad Batch. I mean, they it, the stuff doesn't match up with some of the novels that are canon, but we'll talk yeah. about that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's I think all this all these visions episodes are going to be really wildly out there. Like like you said, I mean, it, it's it's going to be just brand new creations, interpretations, original stuff from different creators that that probably had been dreaming to get their hands on star wars and they finally did finally got approval and we're gonna see stuff that i don't think we ever thought we'd see no in in star wars and i'm all for it i i, I kind of want to see what kind of creative vision um visions has to offer so yeah mm-hmm. and uh and i forget have they said that they're releasing it all at once or are they going to do a new episode? That's the again? other story that kind of popped up. Um, nothing official, but I did hear some people speculate that it was going to be a huge drop of just all the episodes, like a binge watch, kind of like Netflix. But, I mean, they might stay the course and just release one episode a week. And I think that's the better strategy on their part. So people like you and me can talk about it and dissect it and yeah. have have it more time to really kind of ruminate and kind of just sit there and, and, and just kind of rewatch it without having to go through the whole thing all at once. So, so um, something which, which I didn't see on our notes, but I want to talk about it real quick is that we still have no release date for the new Lego Star Wars game. <laughs> I'm not I'm really, really worried about it. <laughs> I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it. They're not saying anything about it. And that game, they put so much work to it, and it's so yeah. anticipated. Like, I mean, I, I, the, the, so far they have released that they have they are doing over 20 planets of free roam, and there's more to add. 
that I mean, that the, the they're going to say. I mean, how cool is that? But at the same time, we got a trailer a year ago. And then well, they I mean, COVID happened, and that probably threw everything. I, I, I know, I get it, and I understand. But at the same time, they could give us something. Like yeah. something. Because of this game is, is supposed to be like the best one that Lego has ever done. Like they have changed the whole way that they do, you know, these types of games. And they're having over 200 playable characters from the Star Wars universe. Max Rebo is one of them because it was oh, wow. in the actual like thing. And I mean, and, and Max Rebo was a playable character and the Force Awakens Lego game that came out a couple of years ago. But like it's it's going to be so detailed and you can go to all these planets and you can free roam and it's going to be awesome. But it really bums me out that they haven't talked about it for a very long time. They like have a chance over at um uh, at E3 and all those game conventions and nothing, just nothing. So I'm really, really worried about it because I'm I am anticipating this game like hardcore. So hopefully we get some news soon, like just a shred, like of, 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 I mean, of, of just like saying, Hey, we're still working on it. Like they haven't said anything like that at all. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It just, it, to me, it kind of feels like they're still working on it perfecting it. But I'm they all could for say giving. Something. <laughs> yeah. They could say something, but the star Wars is notorious for not saying anything at all. So, which is kind of lame. And we've talked about it before on the podcast. They need someone out there making sure that, Information gets out officially from Lucasfilm, but yeah, kind of is what it is. But I'm all in favor for projects to actually take a little while for them to perfect it. Well, yeah, but at the same time, this game was supposed to be released last year, and um, it's been pushed back like three times. Yeah, well, I think we'll get it by the time Rogue Squadron come down in 2023 <laughs> i would be so mad bro I, I i would be like half of like like you know that's like two years of star wars projects that 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 would have came out when this game was supposed to come out in 2020 yeah so i like i mean i i i i, I know i'm just like you know upset about it but at the same time you know i am i really appreciate all the people over there working on the game I I know the game is going to be amazing. I'm just yeah. I'm I'm highly anticipating this game. Like I I'm waiting for it. I've been talking about it since like they 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 dropped the actual um poster for it um of of May 4th, 2020. So I'm just I'm I'm excited, I'm nervous cuz we haven't heard anything, but I know everyone over there is working hard and doing everything the best they can. Lego, if you're listening, give us an update. Please. You can you can you can email us at Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I dropped a photo in our Star Wars Stuff Podcast Facebook group, and a lot of people had a lot of opinions. And I don't think they quite read the caption here, and it's it's pretty clear. I want to put up the picture right now. Zack Snyder's oh, reworked yeah. Star Wars script being developed by Netflix. So we talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can clearly read what yeah. it is. I mean, it is not an actual Star Wars project. It right, is a script right. that was rewritten to be a sci-fi adventure that just took the Star Wars elements out of it. So it will be this sci-fi adventure with like aliens and, and stuff like that. But it's not going to be, you know, like an actual Star Wars project on Netflix. There's no way they would do that. 
Right. In an article on news.com.au, Zack Snyder's new Netflix movie, Rebel Moon, which is very Star Wars-y, is based on a rejected Star Wars pitch, the article says. So it's a story we talked about a few podcasts ago. Zack Snyder approached Lucasfilm with a story. Apparently, it's going to be reworked, like the picture says, into a Netflix film. And there's a co-screenwriter by Shay Hatton and Kurt Johnstad. And um, they co-wrote uh, 300. So that's a pretty good team, I think. But uh, according to The Hollywood Reporter, who I think got the, got the initial scoop, um, they uh, explained that the film will take place when a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy is threatened by the armies of a tyrannical uh, regent named... Uh, Balisarius, uh, despite people, uh, oh, desperate people dispatch uh, a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them make a stand. Um, I think Snyder said here, this is me growing up as an Akira Kurosawa fan, a Star Wars fan. Um, it's my love of sci-fi and a giant adventure. My hope is that this also becomes a massive IP and a universe that can be built out. So Zack Snyder is literally reaching for the stars here. I mean, he, it's almost like when George Lucas wanted the rights for Flash Gordon. So he made a, uh, a, a Flash Gordon knockoff called Star Wars. So and it's kind of like the best that, thing that could ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talked about it. James and I on the podcast last week, I think we talked about, or actually on our, our stories, which, I'll be dropping here soon. We did an hour stories podcast for Patreon with James. And uh, yeah, we talked about how all these like perfect situations and all this luck kind of brought itself uh, to star Wars and the uh, Genesis of star Wars. But yeah, I mean, I like Zack Snyder. I know a lot of people don't um, like I said on the Facebook group, a lot of people had knee jerk reactions and were like, keep him away from star Wars. He's not going to be in star Wars, but he had a pitch for star Wars that right. was denied and he's taking it to Netflix and reworking it so that hopefully it can be a, a franchise and that'd I am, be great. I think we should, um, you know, kind of guess how many slow motion scenes are going to be in this next one. <laughs> Cause maybe of, about uh, 40% of the film. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I, I remember watching the actual Snyder cut and like, I think I said 10% of the film is slow motion. And I was just like, Whoa. Because of um uh because of he likes doing those shots and yeah. and there was another one that came out which was um it wasn't Dawn of the Dead it was Army of the Dead yeah and and that has some slow motion scenes in there too so I don't know if he's like hey you know I'm gonna put this in all my movies now but we'll have to see yeah I'm looking forward to it Army of the Dead was all right I mean it, it got a lot of views. I'm not sure if it was a great film, but I think a sequel might be in the works. And I think a prequel is in the works, too. So if you're a fan of that, great. But Zach is not involved with Star Wars. No. Hasbro Pulse dropped some images this weekend. It's about time. We are going to get a Trapper Wolf figure. And there he is right there in all his glory. Trapper Wolf is. Yeah. Yeah, Trapper Wolf is Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni as a Star Wars character. And we all saw him in uh, the first season and the second season. He played a big role 
And he was more silent than the other X-Wing pilot, Carson Teva, who didn't have a figure announced, but hopefully we do get one. And of course, there was he a mock up done. Same, wait, 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 wait. He's playing. Wait, he played two different pilots? No. Uh, Trapper Wolf. He played the same pilot in uh, two different episodes. I believe oh, it was episode. You, like, said the other guys got it. Yep. Oh, yeah. The actor who played uh, Carson Teva. And yep. yeah, he is. His figure wasn't announced, but a mock up was done by uh, Brian Ward. And here it is right here. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, hopefully, I think we're thinking that we're going to get this figure eventually. But Hasbro Pulse did announce the Trapper Wolf figure, which is coming out later this fall. I like bet that Dave Filoni's like freaking out though, because like, like I, I, like I mean, Dave Filoni, you know, g- going into the Clone Wars and stuff, he was a Star Wars fan. So now that there's an action figure of him, I mean, how cool is that? Uh, it is just like uh, George, um, I because of I remember when George Lucas uh made a cameo and re Avenger the Sith, and and. Just being part of Star Wars and creating Star Wars in a way and then having your own character in it, that's like would be mind-blowing to me. I mean, like I made this, but I'm also really part of the Star Wars universe. And that looks incredible. I think Dave Filoni should be very humbled and and he yeah. probably is like, you know, a kid and freaking out me, like, man, I got my own action figure. And I guarantee like John Favreau's gonna be like, Man, I'm jealous because of <laughs> Because now he'll probably be like, man, now I want my own action figure. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to write myself in or something. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's pretty cool. And Hasbro Pulse also announced uh, the Cantina Showdown, which yeah. uh, is in the Power of the Force line, and it has the uh, logo for the 50th Lucasfilm I, uh, limited anniversary. I love the uh, I I love the box that it's in because you know that's the stuff that they were selling like in the 1990s like in that packaging and that just brings back so many memories yeah i'm probably gonna try and buy it as well if if there are some available but here's them out of the box and you get a piece of the cantina which is interesting i don't think they've ever sold anything like this uh i might be mistaken they have Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. They have, um, but I mean, but not with the black series, but but with like the normal like yeah. action figures, they would sell like like different pieces of it, and it would come with different people from the cantina. Um, but these, but something with black series I love is that it just, man, they are so detailed. They are more detailed than than a lot of the, um, I I mean, nothing will ever compare to the to the hot toys or anything like that but for a for you know a decent price black series is the way to go and i've got yeah. my fair share of black series but um j- just a heads up for anyone trying to go to target or anything like that like you like really have to have a guy in the inside or like or you know just be there first thing in the morning because there are so many um uh scalpers that just go in in the stores and they just buy a bunch of them and then they sell them online for more than what they're worth so if you want these type of things order online or get to target early because i remember force force friday was always a crazy 
like day two where like people would do the same thing. So yeah, those look great. Yeah. Like I said, I'm probably buying all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Anything we pretty much mentioned on the podcast, I'm probably buying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to look like you're, you know, that you're, that you're almost out of room. Uh, yeah, I have uh, other walls here. I have almost a whole wall full of black series that I'm looking at right now. There you so. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep on getting I, more. I, and I think Dorkside Toys actually sent me figures that I didn't even buy, but they still sent them to me. They're oh, duplicates, nice. but yeah. that's awesome. I <laughs> see, see, I see your wall, and I see James' wall. And I'm just like, man, I just want moving to be done because of my whole wall is empty behind me, and and I've got a whole idea to like to. Like to make it like all like very nerdy and stuff, but but yeah, awesome. Um, uh, so if there was one like action figure that they haven't released yet, but you've always wanted, what would that action figure be that they haven't released yet? Yeah. I keep on kicking myself about the katana, the Jabba cell barge. I should have bought it, <laughs> I should have bought that thing, even though it's like what it's like four feet long or something. I know and so it's many. It's not going to fit on any shelf. I, I I know so many people that have like like two or three of them, and I'm just like, so, what's your plan with them? Are you going to resell them? And they're like, well, I've got one on display, and then I got two in the box just in case if the one on on on, on the display gets, you know, gets broken or something. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so but. I I I don't regret buying the Razor Crest. I bought two of them. I'm going to display one and have one in the box. So that should go. be shipping here sometime in the fall. And that is, of course, from HasLab as well. That was their next project. I don't know what the pro- project after that's going to be, but I'm definitely planning on purchasing that too. And uh, if you look behind me right there, I got the Slave 1 in. It's not uh, HasLab, but it is uh, the newest don't Slave you mean, 1. Don't you mean Boba Fett's ship? No, I don't mean that. It's called Slave 1. So, yeah, the box says Slave 1. If you go to StarWars.com in the databank, it still says Slave 1, so it's still called Slave 1. I think that whole kind of controversy was just a little bit of confusion because the Lego actually renames a lot of the stuff so that the younger kids can actually repeat it back to their parents that they want that figure or ship or whatever. So I think it it was kind of much ado about nothing. But we'll see. You never know what happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, um, uh, because of what, well, which is kind of funny, but every time I end up going to Star Tours, uh, and I'm like walking in, I go to a cast member and I point to the ATAT and I'm like, hey, how do you pronounce that? And, uh, and, and it's just so funny of, 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 of the answers, um, because most of them say ATAT, but you always get those handful of people where they're like, it's called an ad. And I was like, okay, well, how do you call a ATST? And, and and they try to think. I'm like, it would be asked or or something <laughs> like that. Because it's, it, it's 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 just like like it's it is by letter, not by the name. Because of I feel like saying at at just it just feels wrong. So <laughs> so just saying like Boba Fett's spaceship. You know, it's called Slave One. Just call it by its actual name. Yeah, that's the moral. yeah. I don't have a problem either way, but I mean, I think all of us <laughs> old heads are gonna refer to it as Slave One no matter what, even if they yeah. change the name. So it's 
to me, it's really no big deal. But yeah. I want to also talk about a story that dropped last week that we didn't talk about, but I think it's worth mentioning. So Clone Wars Season 7 was nominated for three Emmy Awards, and StarWars.com has a full write-up on it. It says, uh, the final season of Lucasfilm Star Wars Clone Wars has received nominations for the 40th, 48th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards in the following categories. Outstanding writing team for a daytime animated program. Outstanding music direction and composition for a preschool children's or animated program. Outstanding mixing, sound mixing, and sound editing for a daytime animated program. So, bravo. Congratulations. Um, Clone Wars Season 7 was awesome. And oh, yeah. No. I, I think it deserves all the awards it can get because I think whole... that really pulled me in more into the Clone Wars world, and I think it was super exciting. And I think it spawned the fact that we have the Bad Batch now that we get uh, oh, yeah. talk about all summer long. So, well, I well, so so something that is great about the Clone Wars, um, and 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 about like the seventh season in particular is that is that as Disney got the rights to Lucasfilm and the Clone Wars got canceled, they actually filmed the entire arc of of the Bad Batch. Um, like years ago, like years ago, and uh, uh, and uh, and then when they announced that you know, hey, we're we're doing season seven on Disney Plus, um, they just brought that back in, but they changed some things about it to make it lead up to Bad Batch because I don't think Dave Filoni had the idea of doing bad. I mean, of doing a whole show about Bad Batch, um, uh. Because of in the original ending of the show, it was complete. I mean, of, I mean, of that arc in the Clone Wars, it was completely different than what we got in the actual show, and it really did kind of lead up to them having their own show, which is awesome. Uh, but I loved season seven in particular because the last four episodes felt like a movie, and someone out there in Reddit made a four-hour cut, like the extended cut, and I've watched it at least three times um, because it's done so well, uh, and. And honestly, I've been saying for a while, Ahsoka, you know, really deserves to be live action. And and George Lucas and Dave Filoni, you know, I think they tried to make her um, into the actual like movies and Attack of the Clones. They I can't think of the of the one um, girl of her species um, in the room where where we one and Yoda like are talking about um, talking about Camino missing and, and all the younglings are in the room. Um, they, I, 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 I can see Devin making this face. He doesn't know what I'm talking about, but, uh, um, but there is a girl of her species in that room, but they couldn't make it canon because of, she was too young in that scene. And the Clone Wars movie takes place. A oh, you're, talk, months you're, after you're talking about Gruda. You're talking about this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was hoping that, you know, one day soon that we would get her live action. And then, you know, season two came along Mandalorian and we got her live action. Now she's getting her yeah. own show and it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be great. And it's awesome to see these characters transitioned from cartoon to live action uh, because of Dave Filoni was joking with Katie Sackoff about saying like, Hey, you know, one day this character could be live action. And then, uh, and and then the person that that voiced her is now playing her in live action. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, I know that is one of the most remarkable things 
that has happened with Star Wars. It it kind of lines up with Gareth Edwards finding that old B-roll of those pilots and putting them in Rogue One from A New Hope, you know? I mean, that kind of like synergy and connectivity is it's so awesome when it happens in Star Wars. And in less than a week, I will be meet, meeting Katie Sackhoff. And I'm getting her autograph, getting a photo op with her. And she's doing a panel along with uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Ming-Na Wen, yeah. and Carl Weathers. And I'll be attending that for sure. And hopefully I'll get some video and some uh, and some audio there. And I'll, and I'll put it on the podcast. I'm not sure how fast that's going to go up on YouTube. But it probably might go up pretty quick because uh, it's a big convention. So, yeah. And I'm going to get uh, my Bo-Katan figure signed by Katie. And hopefully get a pretty good picture with her. And hopefully... Maybe I get to record a little something too and put that on the podcast. And um, speaking of like yeah. really great things as well, this last episode of The Bad Batch was really great. Oh. And oh. it was called The Devil's Deal. It's 28 minutes long. It's the 11th episode. We Spoilers, only got five more just left. Just so you know, we are, yeah. we are deeping, we're, like diving deep in, into this because there's a lot dive. of deep cuts there's a lot of <laughs> easter eggs yeah I, I, I know i corrected myself i corrected myself but uh no no i i i love bad batch but it is starting to feel more of a origin story um type show where it's showing characters that we love um and adore um it is showing like their stories, like like the origins, and then we'll see later in the Star Wars timeline because of that. That first episode of Bad Batch, you know, we saw Kanan was not expecting that mm-hmm. at all. I was like, oh okay, and uh, and then we go to Ryloth, and I'm like, oh okay, cool. And in the back of my mind, I was like, hey, we might see Hera. I didn't think they would do it, and then all of a sudden, Hera and Chopper show up, and you're just like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> um, uh, but I do have a prediction, um, that uh that uh Hera Sandula's mom will get killed um by the end of the show because of in Star Wars Rebels they like talk about you know th- like you know they they mentioned her and stuff and 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 that she passed away at the end of the Clone Wars and stuff but they never said how and and then they never said exactly when so i think this will be a big part of Hera Sandula's like you know her her origin story and i think that's great because of again this is this is when like the empire is coming to be so the empire is still trying to figure out what they're doing i wasn't expecting um so orn frita you know in the clone wars you know he like him off as a good guy (laughs) yeah i know orn frita yeah orn orn frita but uh uh but he like kind of came off as this senator that was nice but at the same time you knew he was power hungry and uh and and in that first season of the clone wars he definitely had that uh he had a rival re mm-hmm. with uh with um chan Sindula, yeah which is yeah which is harris uh harris dad and in this episode, you like see it, you know, even worse, except Chan just doesn't care. He's like, you know, what? I don't care if you have a problem with me. I'm going to do my own thing. And and uh, and the Empire the entire time um, actually believes that, like, you know, Chan just wants, you know, peace and everything. So he's going to do everything as power for them to kind of turn and their weapons and stuff like that. And and then we see Harris mom show up for the first time. And the first thought I, that popped in my head was like, oh, man, like at some point during this, she's she's not going to make it um 
but I love the transition of seeing, you know, all these, like some of these characters that we see in the Clone Wars to where we are now. Now, there's a lot of talk about the, um, there is a clone commander um, in this that looks like his chip might have been defective because right. of he is Hauser. not, yeah, um, uh, he's not on, uh, like on it, like the rest of the clones mm-hmm. that executed Order 66. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a chance that maybe, you know, he um uh he like might be good and he might join the you know the rebel alliance or something like that. But most likely he's, I think he's gonna sacrifice himself in some way. He's he's gonna play a part in future episodes, yeah. it feels like. And his yeah, his kind of design for his color scheme on his suit was something different that we've never seen before. I don't think we've seen teal before. No, no. And I'm curious of uh um of what legion that he's part of yeah because of i've never heard of him uh his like hair also matched his like suit as well which i thought was pretty cool um because of we've seen you know clones have numerous like different um color designs and 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 their hair too uh but we've never seen something like this uh, as you said but um going i'm going through the episode you know learning that Hera really has this passion for like flying already even though she's really never flown before it's just like you know it's a calling just like for luke he's like you know i meant i'm i'm meant for more than just being here on tatooine you know i belong in the stars and exploring and having adventures and that's exactly what Hera's going through like and and this episode that we first see here where she's like you know I, i i belong up there i know i belong up there and it you know what i think han solo would probably be a better um comparison um uh because of all like han wanted to do was just you know go up there and fly and i mean and make himself like the best pilot in the galaxy and uh and then actually in uh in forces of destiny which were these shorts that they did which are canon uh uh uh, hera and han actually meet each other and they uh and and hera tries to um uh, um she like is supposed to give him food or something for the Ewoks. Uh, and she's like, I will. If, uh, if, if you say the ghost is a better ship than the Falcon, I'm just like, man, I would love to see that live action of, of like, of them just kind of going, going out. It would be really funny, but uh, kind of going back, we like see, you know, things go sideways where, um, where Harris uncle, you know, wants to de de defend themselves. Them. Yeah. Um, defend themselves pretty cool voice i like this voice yeah yeah i i think that's the same guy that that ends up showing up in uh in uh in star wars rebels when they do the stuff on ryloth um uh uh but anyways we end up uh seeing uh seeing them going to a different planet they land and then they and then harry meets the bad batch and they go on there and and she meets omega and they're on the ship and stuff and yeah and up and, until then it almost felt like it was a rebels episode yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so i i, I was Which like, is cool oh, i liked it yeah I, I was wondering when the bad batch was gonna show up it was like are they gonna how show the bad batch was gonna tie in yeah yeah but, but i just it, love that it, connectivity i mean it, it to me that's just the awesome thing about star wars but. right so uh so now like she like talks to them she like gets back in the ship crosshair also i don't think like he's damaged really at all like he um he is still on point with the shots like he's like spot on with them 
I think maybe his chip may have got damaged, but now he might be acting on free will. I have heard a couple of other people say that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, but I honestly think that there's a chance that he might be acting on, on free will. And uh, um, it, it, b- I mean, Buddy doesn't know, which is even more darker. And, and I think we'll definitely they'll definitely touch up on that. But I um, uh, but they end up getting shot down. And uh, uh, and then they're trying to say that, you know, Chan has committed full treason, even though it wasn't him. And then they kind of hint at, you know what, the person that needs to be punished is Hera. And then and then Chan steps in and then and then Ornfrey ties just like, you know what, kill them all. Like, I want the power. And then we find out that Ornfrey Todd was just a pawn of the game. And then he gets assassinated, which contradicts something in um, Lords of the uh, Sith. Um, yeah. Lords of the Sith book, which I never got to read, but mm-hmm. I, but I did read about that, and I was like, oh, okay, so, so this is the second time, this is the second time that they have done this in this show, where I mean, uh, where they are contra, um, c- contradicting some of the novels. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and it seems like Dave Filoni really isn't like following along with the novels and the comics he's just doing the story that that i i guess he thinks is the best way to go and um it do just you think like he Filoni's knew this stuff or like like i mean do you think i want to like say that someone in the story stuff? group someone in the story group flagged it because i mean so many fans kind of brought it up and i mean if if we know it they of course have to have said something at some point right but like, like, like I said earlier in the podcast, I mean, going doing more and more Star Wars projects, it's going to be hard to keep in line with the same stories. But then you get to the whole certain point of view aspect of it. I mean, stuff can be kind of perceived as different. And some people are actually thinking about maybe Ormfritan survived it, but he got shot straight up in the head. So I'm well, pretty sure the guy's I mean, dead unless his species allows for him to survive such a shot. Well, know. Cad Bane didn't get Cad Bane did get shot in the head, and 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 he survived that because of right. and, and good in point. The episode before, like we saw, like the plating, yeah, of him being shot by Boba Fett, which I really hope that we see that live action because if we like, <laughs> I Cad really Bane hope look at Boba Fett, Cad Bane, like of just a flashback scene, and and that would be a great way to bring back Daniel Logan. So, oh man, that would be so cool. Yeah, but yeah. So, um, uh, so we see him get shot, and uh, and and then Chan and uh, his wife get arrested, and uh, and they and Chan orders Chopper to to go save Hera and take her away from the scene, and they do. And I think okay. Well, first off, um, uh, Dave Dave Filoni was in this episode because of he voices Chopper. So right. I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, man, he's back again. All right. Uh, um, but seeing Chopper and Hera was pretty cool. I like posted something on um, uh, on our Instagram where it like uh, um, where it shows young uh, young Kanan Jarrus and it, and then it shows uh, um, Hera and Chopper. And then I'm just like, are 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 we gonna go to Mandalore? And are we gonna see Sabine? Are are, are we gonna see like a young Zeb? Because of now it really is starting to feel like a real prequel show to rebels, even though technically this is a prequel show to rebels, but at the same time, it's starting to feel more like it because of we're seeing the younger versions of these characters, which I didn't think we would. 
but it's very interesting um, to me to see, you know, these types of things because if there ends up being um, a second season of Bad Batch, you know, what's that going to be about? Because of I did have a fan message just recently, and uh, and and I've said this before, but I th- uh, but they think that it's going to be a Rogue One situation where like you know at the end most of them are not going to make it and maybe one or two are going to be alive even though in rogue one no one made it of the main characters but i Mm -hmm. think in this i think there are are a couple of the clones that you know have potential to still be part of the star wars timeline and that could show up in later projects like how cool would it be for for in the ahsoka show that we end up seeing you know um like rex shows up and he's like hey i found an old friend and ends up being you know hunter or wrecker like that would be cool to see that would be awesome to see yeah i'm hoping we get omega in the book of boba fett i think we will get her in ahsoka i don't know if we'll get her in uh in book of boba fett i mean if we do you know then we do boba fett's sister (laughs) that's a great story to pursue I am still thinking that by the end of Bad Batch that we will see Boba Fett show up because it would just be a missed opportunity not to do it because it's going to hype people up for the book of Boba Fett even mm-hmm. more. So yeah. I think it's, it was it would be a good thing for Daniel Logan to, you know, come in and do a couple lines of Boba Fett and then it, and 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 then it's like it's like this holiday season, Book of Boba Fett, and then we're like, "Wow!" So I think they can totally do it. Yeah, that that sounds a lot like Robert Rodriguez when he does his in a trailer voice, divided by fear. Yeah, <laughs> that sounded more like Ryan Reynolds, but yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, some interesting tidbits about this particular episode. If you look at the credits, Vanessa Marshall voiced Harrison Dula and did not sound like Hera from Rebels at all. And she had an accent. So she was that was a great job. Yeah. Yeah. That she did an awesome job with that. And of course, we kind of look back to Caleb Doom. He sounded like Freddie Prince Jr. (laughs) Freddie Prince did not change his voice at all. (laughs) They did not even attempt it. Because like I like I I I mean I I I I think they pitched it a little bit like like to make it a little high, but like by maybe like this much. Yeah. Uh because of I just remember hearing it and it was like full out like adult um canon. And I was like, okay, all right. I mean, I guess it works out, but at the same time, like it's it it it's kind of off, but it's fine. It's okay. But then with Hera, that was more close to what she would probably sound like because of before like um for for for, you know some people know this but the twi'leks um they pretty much all have french accents so uh and uh and, and then when Hera left you know she was around people that didn't talk like that as much and then she, i mean it, it, it is kind of like you know when like people go to a different country and then they're less people for a while and they come back and then they have like then they kind of have the accent from like from where they came from um it is kind of I'm like I, I mean because of i had a friend that w- that went to london for like a year and came back and they were like hello gavana like like they were like talking like that i'm sorry that was a horrible horrible impression but i i, I mean but they were talking like that and and i think when like Hera leaves ryloth i think that is what happens Right. is uh, yeah. uh is she where she's no longer yeah, yeah and she loses her accent because she's not around uh, around her people anymore so i got a quick trivia question for you what is right. chopper's droid 
designation. What's his <laughs> droid name? C uh C one oh man. Um C one one oh five. Oh, you're so close. It was darn it. C one one zero P. Oh darn it. Shoot. So yeah, Dave Filoni, just like in the Rebels credits, uh, did not get the credit. Um, it just says uh, as himself, C110P, aka Chopper. Yeah. So that's always kind of funny that that always happens. But yeah, it was a really good episode. I love seeing Hera. I, I love, like I've said repeatedly on this episode, I, I love it when they bring back older characters, characters we know and love. And I think that's the way to go with the Bad Batch. You want to infuse stuff that we know and i think that's true star wars to, to have some callbacks and some old characters that we know and love and i think hera is one of the more beloved characters in animation and oh, i'm yeah. super excited to hopefully eventually see her in live action hopefully sooner than later i um i don't know why but i've got this gut feeling that that we'll probably see ahsoka by the end of bad batch as well like Something will happen, and then Captain Rex will show up, and and he'll be like, "Hey, I I I brought some backup, and and it will be Rafa and her sister, and then it'll end up being like Ahsoka, and they end up saving them in some way or something." But I don't. I mean, they have mentioned her a couple of times. It would be a missed opportunity not to have her come in because of. I don't think Ashley Eckstein is is done with that character. I think. I think we'll see more of of Ahsoka and in different animated shows. Yeah. I don't think Bad Batch will be the last one either. I I think we'll definitely get more Clone Wars style shows um, because of there's so much time. Um, there are so many shows um, that could be done, you know, based on off of that timeline from from Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope. I think there's so much potential. Yeah. So that's, I think, all of our stories that we have. We have a really wild rumor we want to talk about at the very end of the show. So if you don't want to listen to it, you can uh, drop off here. But I do want to talk about uh, where you can find us. You can find us at Patreon, of course, at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. You can always find us on YouTube now. Uh, A lot of people are subscribing to us. Uh, You can watch us do the podcast. We have videos occasionally. We put up pictures. And, of course, you can see us. Uh, do the podcast and of course tiktok twitter Twitter, instagram twitter at stuff pod instagram which uh, colin runs at star wars stuff podcast we're on facebook we have a page we have a group we we post memes all the time we post pictures we post news um Um, and also kind of plug our sister podcast yes um the uh the uh marvel stuff podcast um this i mean i've been saying this for a while you know Next year is going to be the year of Star Wars. This is the year of Marvel. We talk a lot about, you know, like, like everything Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. And and we actually just went and saw Black Widow uh, this past weekend. So you will hear our full review of it and Loki. And like I said, there's there's so much Marvel stuff going on there. Um, and they dropped the new trailer for What If. So, again, go check us out on Marvel Stuff Podcast. Yeah, so you, you, Ray, and Josh actually saw Black Widow Thursday night, and you guys did a parking lot podcast, which was really awesome after you saw the movie. And the audio was really good. I know Josh commented that the audio wouldn't be that great, but the audio was really good. You guys were really clear. 
And it was a pretty awesome podcast getting your initial reaction to the film. So I don't remember if um uh uh because of as soon as Josh started recording and this is a funny story. As yeah, soon there's as a car Josh, wreck, right? Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> out of nowhere, I like I like started to run. I I I don't know if it came on the podcast or not, but I think Ray was like, "Well, he's dressed like a superhero. He has to act like one." Because of like, I like just sprinted across the parking lot. What were you wearing? I like, I was wearing um uh I was wearing the Avengers uh time uh time travel no. suits sweatshirt from from oh, okay. Avengers Endgame, okay. and, and I ended up running over there, and it was like. I, I was trying to figure out who, and it was this minivan that like crashed into a light pole, and and, and Renault was like, "Hey, are are you okay?" And and the kid came out, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm fine." I, just, I tried doing that scene from this from Tokyo Drift, and it just didn't didn't work out. And I was like, uh, I was like, "All right, just be careful." And I came back to Josh, and and, and he's like, "What happened? Is everyone all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I was just a kid trying to do a scene from Tokyo Drift." And he's like, "Typical." Anyways, back back to the Marvel stuff podcast, and then we just started podcasting <laughs> in the parking lot. It's funny. Yeah, but, uh, that was awesome. Yeah, was you guys are going to record a spoiler podcast tonight, and uh, I got to see the yep. film yesterday. I thought it was pretty good. I like some of the. I've stuff watched that, it three uh... times. I've I've watched it at home, right? Um. Well, uh, Premier Access. Well, the well, the first one I got invited to a private screening. I was in mm-hmm. town and I was like, oh, "Okay, I'll go to it." And then I saw the I saw it on Thursday. And then as soon as I got um, then when we got when I got back to Florida, and then I saw it last night with uh with Brooke because she hasn't seen it yet. And I was like, I don't oh, think okay. I've seen the Marvel film this much, like all in a row, like in a long time. So, but uh, but yeah, it's a good movie. Go see it. Anyways, Star Wars stuff podcast. It's great. Go check out the Marvel Stuff podcast. We have a lot of fun over there. Is there anything? Oh, well, we have to talk about the rumor. Yeah, so a wild rumor just dropped um, as we were uh, doing the show notes here that Luke, Grogu, Dinjarin will all be appearing in multiple episodes in the Book of Boba Fett, including where Grogu went after multiple the last episodes. episode. And Grogu's Jedi training, yes. So, all how that many talk episodes of, are they doing the Book of Boba Fett? I, well, I mean, like we said earlier, I mean, there's three, four directors confirmed, so at least four episodes. But then Robert Rodriguez is doing multiple episodes, so you figure at least eight. But I mean, how long is the, each episode going to be? I don't know, but the merch that was given said season one to the crew. So they're thinking this is going to be uh, a home run success. So hopefully we do get another season. And I think the rumor was that, yes, there is going to be another season of the Book of Boba Fett, even before we get the third season of The Mandalorian. But, I mean, it's it's like we're getting The Mandalorian with the Book of Boba Fett. Because if this rumor is true, he's going to be in multiple episodes and of course, Pedro Pascal technically doesn't physically have to be there because there's so many stunt doubles and people that wear the suit. So all he has right. to do is record the voice and email well, it. <laughs> well, I, I, right, but at the same time, they also kind of changed it up from um, from what of what you're saying. Where like you know, technically doesn't have to be there because he never takes his helmet off. Well, he did take his helmet off, like in a big way. Like he showed everyone his face, and right, and, uh, and that should and lead his... to more helmetless stuff in the future. Yeah. But it seems Multiple like... Multiple episodes, okay. 
Yeah, I was not expecting that because, like, I, I mean, uh, uh, because of, because of, but it's I was a rumor, guys. It's a be, rumor. Yeah. Take it with a pinch of salt. Might not happen. It's just something that's out there. I believe it was on Fandom Wire, yeah. and this is not a rumor. Max Reed was going to show up, and you're all going to be like, "Wow, Colin was right." That's a fact. <laughs> Yeah, no. You said Max Rebo and his son, right? Playing the small That would keyboard. be so cool. Like, how cool would that be? That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening um, to the Star Wars Stuff podcast. We would not be here if it wasn't for you guys. Um, yes, thank you to was, everyone on Patreon yeah. that supports us, that contributes, and uh, we're going to start buying merch here pretty soon for the 2022 celebration. And um, we're throwing around ideas right now. So I think everyone on Patreon is going to get something, at least something, a sticker, oh, yeah. a, a magnet, something nice, uh, coin maybe. So uh, update your addresses in Patreon. Make sure that, uh, and I'll probably verify with you specifically individually. So uh, we make sure you get your stuff. So um, yeah, for Colin, my name is David. May the force be with you. Always.